Cornerstone Conversations, having a chat with Neil and Matt. Hello everyone, Matt Koenig here, Assistant Pastor at Cornerstone, uh, and with me as usual is Neil Wright, Senior Pastor. Hi Neil, how are you going? I'm going very well, thank you Matthew. That's good, and welcome to another episode of Cornerstone Conversations. Yes, and uh, uh, just a uh, quick question. Yes. What does Matthew mean, the name Matthew? The name Matthew, a gift yeah. of God. Wow. Or gift from, God. gift from God. Either of those. There's a, some varying uh, confusion as to what, what it is. Because I Either. heard on the weekend yes. during the sermon that you often remind your wife that you are a gift from God. Apparently, that's what she said. So my wife, Alison, was, was preaching on the weekend um, and sort of bring, bring a message which was, uh, I think it was entitled Hospitable Hearts. Yep. Um, sort of following on from our series of the end of things and, and sort of looking at mm. um, how it is that we be, we be active in, in what God's calling us to do in the time that we're waiting for Jesus' return. Yep. Um, really good message, I thought. Yeah, I thought so. A little, little bit biased on my behalf, probably. Yeah, we were hoping to get Alison in today. Well, I was, but... Yeah, well, in order for that to happen, you probably needed to invite her to come. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I was going to do last minute, but, you know... Yeah. Not to be. Maybe anyway. next time. Yeah, next time. Uh, Maybe next you time. can just do the next one. Next one. Hmm. Yeah, that'd be good. And when you preach, you can talk about you. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. We'll we'll tee that up at some point. Uh, so look forward to that one. Um, but anyway, so we're just gonna we're gonna just talk about what what Alison spoke to us about on Sunday and just share some more thoughts and and uh, just go through some of the readings and stuff like that. And she hmm. she started with this this challenge. Um, that comes out of Romans 10 um, uh, in verses 13 and 14. It says, for everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. So there's that, you know, there is that invitation there that we all can call on the name of the Lord and we will be saved. But then there's this this next bit, which is the challenging bit for us who, who are already saved. And it says, but how can they call on him to save them unless they believe in him? And how can they believe in him if they've never heard of him? And how can they hear about him unless someone tells them? Mm. So there's the challenge for us, uh, is to be the one that is telling people about the fact that they can be saved through God. Yeah. Um, and, and I think that's a really good um, thing to think about. Like, So yeah. um, as... The thing as Alison kept going on with the message, it was really that whole loving people, loving yep. the people in front of you, inviting them into relationship. So it's not even like, you know, I mean, gave it the topic ages ago. It wasn't really about hospitality necessarily or inviting people into your home, although that could be it. Mm. But having that heart that's open to people. Um, but a lot of people will say, you know, I, I preach, I don't have to use words, but at some stage, People have to understand why you have that hope, and you know be, yeah. you have to be ready to give the answer for the hope that's in you, which is obviously Jesus. Yeah, and I think that we have to always remember that it's great. So someone might look at us, know we're a Christian, but what if they never hear about how you can be saved? Mm. What's the point? Yeah, mm. no, that's right. So it was a really good, really good challenge um, on the weekend, and and as as you've already pointed out, you know there's there's lots of different ways that you can. Yeah, that you can show love to people and, and, and be there in the midst of their turmoil and stuff and point people mm. um, to God. And so really that's, that's what the message was about and, and just challenging us to, 
uh, effectively just to turn up in people's lives and to and to be present uh, in the lives of the people that we encounter. And so, um, um, Ali Ali shared shared with us a, a, a couple of different um, passages about what what Jesus did through his ministry and mm. and just the way that he went about stuff. And the first was from um, Matthew nine. Uh, where Jesus calls Matthew to be his disciple. Yep. Um, you know, obviously, uh, Matthew being a, a tax collector wasn't liked very much by people, and just just um, not fitting into the into the comfortable space, perhaps that people would have expected. Mm. Um, and so, again, there there is a challenge in that for us in in the space of just to to be out of our comfort zone. You know, I think part of part of the the thing is that we can, as Christians, and and you know we know our hope and our future is secured, and we can we can almost barricade ourselves away and and just look after our own faith and our own journey. But you know that's not what God's calling us to do. You know he, he, we're we're called to go out into all the world and to to declare the good news. And so that means, you know, looking out, you know, being being aware, being active, and and looking out for those that that God's putting on our heart to to go to and yeah. and so that's really the the two different stories that 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 ali shared about um you know as i said the first the first being when he calls matthew um, yep. the tax collector to be his disciple um so do you want do you, do you want to read that one or do we want to yeah, just summate summate us or something excuse me yeah well as this is from matthew chapter 9 yep. 9 to 13 yeah as jesus was walking along he saw a man named matthew which means a gift from God, <laughs> sitting at his tax collector's booth. Follow me and be my disciple, Jesus said to him. So Matthew got up and followed him. Later, Matthew invited Jesus and his disciples to his home as dinner guests, along with many tax collectors and other disreputable sinners. But when the Pharisees saw this, they asked his disciples, why does your teacher eat with such scum? Jesus heard this. He said, healthy people don't need a doctor. Sick people do. Then he added, now go and learn the meaning of this scripture. I want you to show mercy, not offer sacrifices. For I've come to call not those who think they are righteous, but those who know they're sinners. Mm. Yeah, interesting. I, I, that, that passage often comes to my mind. Yeah. Um, mainly that last little bit there that, that Jesus came for the sick, not the well. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it's interesting too that we can often not, associate with certain people now i'm sure jesus didn't join in with the sin obviously and, mm. and this is the thing but it was like the pharisees were sort of thinking that jesus would be unclean going with those guys but um he was saying no no we need to make sure they're clean and the other thing that really challenges me in that is that he says i've come to call not those who think they're righteous and mm. so in that there's that whole sense of how sometimes we just think we're better than people. Yep. But we're actually not. We're all no. broken and so Well, well true that. true righteousness is God God's uh flowing out of us, not anything that we do. Yeah. But we're looking at it our at my men's group on, on Monday night. Okay. Um and just you know, it's it's the evidence of the Holy Spirit at work in us and, mm. and having that faith and trust in God and, and following after him. It's not that you know, like a like what what the righteousness that that Jesus is talking about here that the that the uh, Pharisees thought they had you know I'm so important and I'm mm. you know I'm so perfect and I follow all of these instructions 
from a public viewpoint, I know there's, yep. a, there's that scripture elsewhere that sort of talks about the outside of the cup's clean, but the inside's dirty, yeah. you know. Um, yep. And, but, you know, again, yeah, there is that challenge that, that Jesus came for, or, or, you know, the example there, he says, you know, healthy people don't need a doctor, the sick people mm. do. And, and that's, you know, Jesus came for all of us. We're all, we're all unhealthy. Yeah. Um, you know, we're all sinners. We all fall short. Um, and again, just, a, I guess, a, a bit of a, a reality check of a, or a personal check of where we think we sit and, and just to be reminded of exactly who we are and, yeah, and again, who, who God is and, and the things that he's calling us to. Yeah. So when you're thinking about that with the hospitable hearts, I guess it's not closing yourself off to people that you think, um, I don't know, almost don't deserve your time. Yeah. I don't know how to, how I'd think about that. It's just that, you know, oh, <laughs> I sort of like how it says in this version here that, you know, why are they eating, why is he eating with such scum? You know, it's mm. like that y- your heart's already um, hardened towards people. And I think yeah. that's one of the things, and we were reading this morning in Philippians about that. Yeah. You know, are your hearts tender and compassionate? Mm. Was the question that was posed in that. And it's like, yeah, is it? <laughs> you yeah. know, am I open to people? Is my heart actually waiting and seeing God? Who are you putting before me? Yeah, that I can actually minister to and and share the message of Jesus with. Yeah, yeah, that's a good. It's a good challenge. Just to yeah, I guess exactly as you're saying, being a, being a, a check for your for your heart to see mm. where where your attitude is and what your you know what your perspectives are and all of those sorts of things that can impact the way that you respond. Yeah. To the people that God's putting in your path, um, you know, and and the the other thing that sort of comes to mind for me is is you know the fact that um, that Jesus didn't come to condemn the world or to judge the world, and that that same thing applies to us. You know, we're yeah. not here to judge people or to yep. condemn people. That's not that's not our job. Yep. But rather just to to go into the world to spread that good news, and so you know we have to have that attitude and that perspective of seeing people as God's creation, and just be there yeah yeah that's right and mm. i guess like you know you're not gonna truly invite people into that relationship if you don't love them and if your heart's not for them and so i mean i guess looking at that pharisee side of things it would be that we can have the outward sign of hospitality like do the motions but mm. without actually really caring for people yep and that that's all also a trap. You know, we can do the right things without actually really having a heart towards people. Mm. Um, definitely, yeah. Yep. Cool. All right. So the other the other example that that uh, Alison used was from from uh, John five uh, one to eleven. So I might just quickly read through that as well. It says, yep. um, "Afterward, Jesus returned to Jerusalem for one of the Jew- Jewish holy days, and inside the city near the sheep gate was the pool of Bethsaida." Uh, oh no, Bethesda. Is that right? Beth- yeah, Bethesda? Bethesda? Yeah. yeah. Um, with five covered porches, crowds of sick people, blind, lame, or paralyzed, lay on the porches. One of the men lying there had been sick for 38 years. And when Jesus saw him and knew he had been ill for a long time, he asked him, Would you like to get well? I can't, sir, the sick man said, for I have no one to put me into the pool when the water bubbles up. Someone else always gets there ahead of me. So Jesus told him, stand up, 
Pick up your mat and walk. Instantly the man was healed, and he rolled up his sleeping mat and began walking. But this miracle happened on the Sabbath, so the Jewish leaders objected. They said to the man who was cured, You can't walk on the Sabbath. I can't work on the Sabbath, sorry. The law doesn't allow you to carry that sleeping mat. But he replied, The man who healed me told me, Pick up your mat and walk. Hmm. Bit of a challenge in that one too, isn't there? Sure is. Um, you know, I guess the, the thing... The thing that jumps out at me um, with that is is just the period of time that this guy had been had been sick, and that it, he obviously had no one, yep, no one to help him to get get to the pool. Um, you know, and I don't I don't really understand how how that was laid out or anything like that. But mm-hmm. even you know, if you need to be the first one in the pool when the water bubbles up to be healed, then yep. surely you position yourself in a place where you can get into it. You know, like, or you know what I mean? Like, he just yeah. was he in that one spot for thirty-eight years, not yep. moving a centimeter. You know what I mean? Like, it's a long um, time. It? It's a long time. Yeah, and and the fact that he just said uh, he he'd sort of resigned himself to the fact that he will never get healed because there's no one there to move him in. Yet he still lay there. Yeah, like it was like this. I guess a hopelessness in his heart, and yeah. you know, Jesus must have seen that. <laughs> and it's a funny question. Would you like to get well? The guy's lying next to the pool waiting to try and get in. Mm. Um, and I think the, the thing is that Jesus was pointing him to this answer that is not in the pool, but in him. And, yeah. you know, I guess that's one of those other things for us is, you know, like when, we, when we're thinking about people in life, it, there's, there's hopelessness and... Um, one of the things Ali said was that, you know, are you going to walk the long journey with people? Because mm. sometimes you have to. You know, it's not just a quick, you know, it's so true. Like I was just looking at a, a show the other night and it was talking about the floods in Lismore, I think it was. Mm. And the residents there who are still without a lot of stuff, you know, a lot of them are living in basically camping in their houses. Um still struggling for food jobs there's no tradesmen to come and help them and one of the things they said is when things happen the first response is always really good you know that it's like um heaps of people come heaps of people help they clean up blah 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 lots of donations Mm. but after that initial you know point yeah they're still struggling but there's not really the help that they need to keep on in that journey Mm. um whatever that might be and <clears throat> perhaps sometimes we're a bit like that with people too yeah you know we don't we don't have that long game in mind mm. so while you know jesus obviously said if people aren't going to receive the gospel don't waste your time um but there's other people when i think about the way he is with us patient and kind and long suffering yeah that our hearts being like the fathers in that in in terms of being open to people is that we walk the long game. You know, if, if it's not just immediate, mm. we can often lose interest, you know what I mean? Yep, yep, and, absolutely. And so we don't really invite people into our life because unless, I guess it's almost we don't get what we want mm. um, out of that. We just, we can tend to dump people. Yep. And yet they need someone in their life. Um, yeah, 
not always obvious when we should leave or when we should stay, but yeah, it's it's definitely um something to think about. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um what about the response from the Jewish leaders in that? Crazy, right? Yeah. Well we think it's crazy. Yeah. Have you ever have you ever experienced anything similar to that? Like I'm just thinking about this mm. so you know, obviously the Sabbath, the law is there. Jesus heals this guy, which is just an incredible thing. But, like, have you ever seen anyone heal miraculously, but there being objection to it from, from anyone? I don't know. I don't think so. Hmm. But there's certainly been... Well, maybe maybe not objection, but just a strange attitude. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm thinking of... I've seen instances of someone being healed and someone else being upset because they'd been praying and it wasn't their prayer that got yeah. answered, but it was some you know someone else had prayed, and it's like just not fair you know, because they prayed and it didn't happen. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sort of almost like a, a jealousy, and so therefore they couldn't get past that to to actually celebrate the miracle that it was. Yeah, um, you know, yeah, I just, definitely. I just, again, I think. You know, we just need to be mindful that we're not allowing that sort of thing to get in the way of of God doing His work and and just doing what we can. Yep. You know, and it's and it's the same as like, um, I've, you know, I've heard I've heard stories of of people who have invested years into people, and and there's been no change, and then they have this one encounter with someone else, and yep. that's that's what's pushed them over the edge, yep. and to make a commitment and 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 turn their life around and, and be saved by Jesus. And you know, again, you can, you know, so we need we need to be celebrating then. in that, but rather it's like, oh, I spent all this time with that person, and they, you know, never yep. never made that commitment, but now they have, and, and you know, rather and so, than rejoicing, and so rather answer. than rejoicing, getting <laughs> yeah, definitely, know, so I, I, think, I have seen stuff like that, yes. yeah. And, um, yeah, you're right. Like, the Pharisees, they weren't worried about him working. You know, that wasn't it at all. It was they were jealous of Jesus. And yep. it, it's come up in other parts of those, the scriptures, you know, that Jesus was pulling a crowd, Jesus was healing people. They didn't really care about that man either. That's the other no. thing, you know. Where no, that's right. Th they didn't care, mm. you know, and... Again, that's that open heart. Do you actually really care about yep. people? Yeah. You know, um, do you really want to see them get out of where they're at or do you want to be the answer to people? Mm. And so our motives are always tested in that. Yeah. And Jesus is so pure. Um, he had no other motive than to get that man better. Yeah. That was it. <laughs> yeah. And to, and to love him. Like I think, yeah. again, coming back to, you know, how do, how do we love people? Yeah, you know, and that looks different in different circumstances. And I think Ali, Ali just went through a whole list of yes, she did of how to how do I love this person in this in this moment? You know, does it what does that look like for me? Yeah, does it mean um, I have to give up my TV show? Does it mean yeah, yeah, just a whole list of things where we make a sacrifice? Yep, yeah, yeah, and and so I think that's that's a really key thing is that <clears throat> there's many varying and different ways that we can love people yep. and it's not a you must do this and this and this and then that is the result you know yep. like it's um and so it is that is it is just being aware you know i think um you know like what isaac shared in our community message a couple of weeks ago he had the you know the five kids up the front and yep. he's sort of saying you know 
God, God said to me, this, this one is, is your responsibility yep. sort of thing. And just being aware of what God is, is, is putting um, on our hearts to, you know, to step into people's lives or just to, you know, not even to step in, but you know what I mean? Like, like there are, there are people that God puts in our lives that are mm. our responsibility and, and just yep. to be present and just to, to do life and, um, you know, be, um, just actively aware of what God's putting on your heart for that yeah. person. Um, yeah, that's just, exactly right. And I think like in yeah. the first lot of verses that we didn't read out, but um, just talking about that freedom that we get in Jesus, that yep. we should use it to serve one another in love. Yeah. And, and so it's like somehow we're released from the law of having to do stuff. But in another sense, when we fully understand that we're constrained by love, Mm-hmm. And so we act out of love, and we obviously fulfil the law because you know we're yep. we're we're walking in love, and love does no harm. Yeah. But further than that, love actually begins to serve other people, and mm-hmm. you know that was sort of the challenges that that were there when Ali was reading through that list, you know, and you just start to think about it yourself, you know, like, oh, is it too much of a sacrifice to buy a bit of extra food and know that someone who needs a meal you can cook it? and mm. take it around yep. is that loving in that moment mm. like what what is loving in that moment and sometimes it's not what we think and she was talking about uh her auntie or someone cousin cousin, cousin. Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah who'd gone through a really bad time and yeah was crying on the phone about wet shoes yep yeah and so it had nothing to do <laughs> with the root problem but mm. at that moment what was the loving response from Alison? Well, yeah. just to you know, obviously, just to to listen and to to walk through that moment, and you know, to be that that listening ear, recognizing that that wasn't the root cause of the problem as well. Like that's and that's, you know, I like I like particularly in these examples. You know, Jesus just turns up. Yep. And he meets the person right where they're at. Yeah. There yeah. wasn't a big investigation. It wasn't a big investigation happened. and working out what can I do here and da da da. It was just go and meet with that person and yep. you know, like with Matthew, he just invited him coming in that process that resulted in Matthew inviting him over for dinner and all his friends mm-hmm. being there and just being in the midst of of where he was at. And same with the the layman, you know, he just met him beside the pool, didn't mm-hmm. expect him to meet a certain criteria or anything like that before he, he got there and, and yep. invested so in ask it. ask a so, thousand questions about why you yeah. shouldn't be healed. It was just like, do you want, do yeah. you want it? Yeah. <laughs> no, that's exactly yeah. right. So I guess, you know, in, in all of that, just for us to be be actively aware of, of where God is, is pointing us, being actively aware of the people that he's putting in our lives and, and you know, having our eyes open to, to see where they're at and, and get alongside and, mm. and, you know, just just love. Yeah. So mm. well worth listening to that message, yep. anyone. Very if you good. want, it'll be on our podcast links yep. as well. On our podcast and on our YouTube channel. Yep. So well. you can also link through the website. Yeah, website ccfnt.org.au. Yep. Um, find all the stuff there. Yeah, so very, very easy. Good. Just click on it, media, you'll find it. Um, yeah, thanks, Alison. Appreciate it. Good message challenging and made me think about where my heart's at in some places too. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. All right. See you, Matt. See ya.